Hello and welcome back to Searching Inward, a podcast brought to you by Restore Small Groups uh, here in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Hope inspires the good to reveal itself in our lives and to help us see more clearly and be more fully alive. And today's episode is entitled, Our Expectations Shape Our Outcome. And in a recent New York Times article, uh, reported on a study about maids and the work that they did. And at the heart of this study, a Harvard psychologist, Ellen Lagner, she asked 84 maids about their daily uh, exercise regimens, which indicated they had the poor health of basically sedentary people. But they took half the maids and they were given information about their work being exercised. So they didn't see their work as something that could be used as exercise. And they gave them some examples. It's like 15 minutes of scrubbing burns 60 calories, 15 minutes of vacuuming burns 50 calories. And a month later, listen to this, half of the maids had lost two pounds, dropped their blood pressure by 10 points. Why? Because they only changed their mindset and not their behavior. So the studies Uh, Key revelation is simple but profound. Our expectations shape our outcome. This turns out to be a good summary of one of the most influential discoveries psychologists have made in the past 50 years, and it's this, that how we think about something affects how it is. Mm -hmm. So this chapter today, um, this episode is on our expectations shaping our outcome. Scott, this is what you and Anna do so well, (laughs) is, is teach us this, how to trust in this more. But it is possible that we could be doing activity and not getting a result, but changing the way we think about it could change the result drastically. I mean, our mindset ultimately becomes our reality. It becomes a physical reality. It manifests itself in our physical life. Uh, as a, this study is so fascinating. I love the, the, I was talking to you guys earlier before this started that this to me is a short day. It's a short chapter but I think it's one of the most powerful ones in the entire book that what I'm expecting, what I'm thinking, how I'm perceiving what I am doing is going to have this profound effect on me. And I love the little quote that we had at the beginning of the chapter by Corey Ten Boom. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. And I just, uh, that kind of sets up the whole thing. Do I, what do I expect from this powerful grace of God, how's that going to affect my life? How's that going to change the neural pathways in my mind? How's it going to transform my life? And believing that anything is possible is just, think about that. I can feel physically the hope when I, when I really listen to that. When God says to me, Scott, what is impossible for man is not impossible for me. I can, what, anything is possible with me. And I need you to believe that and that hope. And when I was writing this, um, as we, the, I found the Greek words motus, kenosis, and theosis. But the most fascinating one that set that whole thing in motion, that's a nice word, um, was kenosis. And, mm-hmm. and this was Thomas Aquinas' arguments for the validity of God that he wrote many hundreds of years ago. And his primary, primary, primary argument was that um, the, the argument of motion that nothing moves itself. There has to be an initial mover. And he says that is God. But what he went on to say in this, when I was studying this, was that motus is from the Greek word, which means motion, but it also means far more than it means change. Any kind of change, 
from potentiality to actuality. And so if you think about that, there has to be an initial mover. There has to be something that inspires us to believe. So again, in this, we, everything is created twice. So first it's created in my mind. This is possible. This is possible. And I'm focusing on the solution. And I'm seeing this is going to work out this way. And with God, all things are possible. I'm not sure how he's going to work it out, but I know it's going to be good. And if I believe that, it's going to affect me physically, completely, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And so I just thought about that. That is what I think Brene Brown again was saying when she said that we can cultivate a mindset of hope that can be learned. And the most important thing is the creativity, which is the empowerment to the person that God and I working together can co-create a miracle. And I'm going to be, and it's going to be there every day, the potential of me moving towards that. I just need to step into that actuality. So it all begins though with one key phrase. It's possible. Everything is possible. And, and God is the, the voice, the energy, the uh, invitation to inviting us forward into a more healthy experience of, of well-being. And so it's a different way of understanding God. It's not the one who's, uh, you know, wanting to shame us or to spite us, but a God who is inviting us into a better future, Anna. That's, that's where this begins. So it's trusting in an, an unknown future to a known God. And the known God you guys are talking about is one that wants to help mm. and wants to heal and wants to lead us to thriving in a better life. Um, so uh, this motus, um, one, you, you wrote this in here, Scott. It says, if we believe something will have positive results, it will generate change. Yes. So that's where it starts, Anna, doesn't it? It's like really believing, as Scott just said, that we can change. Right. Believing in the mindset of possibility and that, um, yeah, our um, our current reality is not going to be our permanent reality that, um, yeah, change and hope is possible. And um, I think a, a big um, factor in that and being able to begin to think in that direction um, just like that quote said, trusting an unknown future to a known God. Um, I think the the big part of that equation is um, knowing God, seeking to know God, seeking for um, just that communication between yourself and him. Um, yeah, like not just accepting maybe what we see with our eyes as the ultimate reality, but really being willing to dig deep and um, search inward. <laughs> And also upward, if that makes sense. And that's part of what God does really well is, yeah. is help us see that more clearly. Yeah. Yeah, I really think it goes back to the first book, Journey to Freedom, when I wrote on Prochaska's model of change. And he, when he was predicting, that was so fascinating to me that 85% of the population are in contemplation where they're aware that they need changes in their life. They're aware that they need to be moving in a new direction, but they don't. They remain stuck. They remain frozen. And, and so I was like, where, what's the catalyst for change here? And Prochaska makes this one statement, and I think it really supports this here. He says, what finally moves a person out of contemplation to where they move towards taking action with God to truly change their lives is when they focus more on the solution than on the problem. And so that's a whole different mindset that now is, a, is going on in my mind that I'm I'm going to, taking action. I'm moving towards change. I'm I'm a part of this equation 
from potentiality to actuality. And with God, all things are possible. And he knows the plans he has for me, and they're good. And so that what that means for me, George and Anna, is that even if I'm in a very tough place, I know that it's temporary, but it's actually being used to the benefit to move me towards where I want to be, where God's taking me. That means there's a meaning and purpose in this struggle, in this suffering I'm doing right now. And it goes back to that verse in, in Romans, that be re rejoice in your afflictions and your trials. It, it produces endurance or patience, and patience creates this proven character, and proven character leads to a confident hope. It's a it's a paradigm shift, honestly, oh. from a negative outlook to a positive outlook. Like, you know, if you're focusing more on the problem, that's negativity. But when you begin to, like, work towards what might the solution be, that's a, a positive mindset. That's a growth mindset. And without a growth mindset, transformation is not possible. And um, in this uh, chapter, you, Scott, you wrote thoughts of growth generate healthier, confident minds. Um, the way to know when we've experienced a paradigm shift and entered a new mindset is when we allow ourselves room to learn and grow. And, and that's, that's what it's all about. Well, when I hear the word patience, you know, that's, you know, mm. be still, be patient, wait on God. That means I'm in a developmental phase and, and that's, we all have to go through that. But if I, like Anna said, but if I have the mindset of this is hopeless, you know, the cynicism of shame is how I look at it. And then, or I'm just extrinsically motivated. You know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm in trouble. I got to do this, but but I'm, it's all going to be for naught. I'm going to go back to what I was doing before. You know, nobody's going to stick with me. And that creates a mindset. If I look at my circumstances and I don't see any way out and I doubt and I'm struggling with that, and I don't believe in myself. And worse than that, I have this shame where I believe that God's grace somehow is not for me. That I've, what I've done is outside the boundaries of even God's grace. But if I believe that it doesn't matter what I've done, where I've been, what I've struggled with, mistakes I've made, weaknesses I have, here's a God that's all powerful saying, I got you. We're going to do this together. But I need you to show up every day. And we're going to get through this. And it's going to be hard. But boy, what's waiting for you is so magnificent and so much greater than anything you've had before. And it doesn't matter how old you are, how flawed you are, how many mistakes you've had. I get excited on this chapter. <laughs> because it's just, you know, I know that when I struggle when mentally, I give up. Yeah. And my mindset becomes fixed. It leads, it leads to despair. And when there's despair and there's hopelessness, that is where we see human beings struggle. That's where I struggle. But when I feel hope, and that motus, God is moving me. Come on, Scott, let's go. Get up, get up. And no matter how many times I slip and fall, he's there to say, let's get up, let's learn from this, and let's move on. We're getting closer every day. Think of, that, think of that, how you would approach your life, plus the physical health and the mental health that brings. Yeah, and I think, you know, when you think about the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset, you know, if you're in in that, um, you know, you said something about being still and waiting because you know that's a developmental stage. Mm -hmm. And sometimes if you're stuck in a fixed mindset in that developmental stage, you might tend to look at it negatively. But if you're looking at it from a more positive growth uh, mindset and you're, you're focusing on the solution, you realize like, okay, the solution, you can't necessarily um, make something grow, right? Like growth doesn't require um, 
effort, like on the part of a plant. If you think about you plant a seed, you can't make that seed grow. You can, you can cultivate, you can give it the right conditions. You can give it water and sunlight, but there is nothing you can do to make a plant grow. You can co-create and cultivate that with God, but ultimately you've just got to look at it as like, this is a process that I'm going to position myself to do the right things and be in the right place, but you have to leave the results up to him. And that's also very freeing to know that it doesn't all rest on your shoulders. Like you have got an advocate and a champion in your corner that is so much more capable than we are in our own limited selves. And to trust the process that something good is coming out of that, that is such a freeing place to be. Well, that's, that's so good. A growth mindset changes the rules of engagement. Mm -hmm. So is, is that the, the first rule of engagement that needs to be changed is believing that you can and that it's probably a process and it's going to, it's going to take some time, but you're getting help. Uh, it, what is the first rule of engagement? Believing change is possible. Believing absolutely. change is possible. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and believe it and believe it and believe it. I like that, that one little word. It's a powerful word on page 22. I'm like the real, yeah, if you were reading this book, you know. but it's, I said that if we believe, if we believe something will, if we believe something will have positive results, it will generate change. That little word, W-I-L-L, that it will, it will. So what I'm going through right now, so our listeners and anybody, if you're in a tough place, but you believe it, change is possible, and you have that growth mindset, and God is in this with you, and all things are possible with God. And what I think God is asking me to have a change of here is my perspective. With me, all things are possible. And we, and I got this with you. We're going to co-create this and we're going to move here. And so if I passionately take his hand, I know that I will be moving for where I am. There will be a change in my life. And that gives me hope. And hope keeps us alive during our lifetime. Mm-hmm. I think so much of our transformation is so much more about like our mental attitude than it is about our behavior. Behaviors that we have that we don't like that are dysfunctional or problematic, like those are just symptomatic of a much deeper issue. And that's more of like what we believe about ourselves and what we believe about the world and what we believe about God. But when we start to transform and we really begin to think uh, more truthfully about what God says um, about who he is and who we are. That's where the true growth and change comes from. I, I know, Scott, you, uh, in the original book, Journey to Freedom, it was mind, body, and spirit. Like there's this integration of all of those three parts of right, us. Right. And so what I've always loved is how uh, the work that you guys do in the world is trying to bring those things back together in a whole and meaningful way. And so the mind really does play a meaningful part um, certainly on this journey because, uh, what we expect matters. And so expectation is what we're talking about here. Expect guilt and condemnation and you will feel its bondage, expect grace and you will experience the freedom of possibility. Yeah. We, we find what we're looking for in this world. Mm -hmm. So it's really, really important that we are mindful about what is it that we're looking to see. You know, that's a great question for me, for you, our listeners. What do I really believe about grace? What is my paradigm 
of grace. And if I really understand what it is, I would know why we, we say it's the most powerful force in the universe. And with grace, all things are possible. I know I keep saying that all things are possible because I think that right there is the growth mindset. The mm -hmm. expectation that I can grow. And that is, that is possible. That is, that is reality. Even though my circumstances may not be able to be changed, I can change. And with God's help, I can grow beyond what my circumstances are. And that... Right. Our circumstances don't have to limit our reality. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, and I mean, the reality is, you know, I'm getting older and diminishment is going to be a part of that. And, and it's, 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 it's inevitable. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a law, a physical law. It can't go beyond it. But as Paul said, inwardly, inwardly, I'm growing up to the last breath mm -hmm. spiritually. And then I, I believe we move on then and that growth continues. It's, uh, and everything in the universe is expanding. And so that's a paradigm shift versus the best is, beyond, is behind me now. I've, we've missed it. I'm too flawed. I've made too many mistakes, too many... The circumstances are just insurmountable. Those are all that forms a mindset. And, and so our expectations really do set this whole process in motion. And that, to me, is so understood, misunderstood by people that that mental outlook sets up this whole change possibility. Mm -hmm. that, is, that is wonderful. Thank you guys for sharing this with us and, and helping us learn this. And I know you guys are living it, but I want to ask you guys two questions or a question with two parts to it or two answers to it. So uh, we'll let Anna go first and, since Scott just talked last. <laughs> um, but list two ways having a growth mindset will change your circumstances. How, how might that be true for you, Anna? Um, so for me, I think that when I am actively engaging my growth mindset, I begin to realize that the possibilities are endless. So even though, um, you know, circumstances might look kind of bleak and my circumstances in a lot of areas of life right now are, are pretty difficult. Um, but I know that that's not ultimately the end of the story. And even if some of these, uh, like just a concrete example, my oldest daughter has some pretty severe health problems that are very unknown, the outcome coming ahead, um, as far as whether she'll recover, whether, you know, it's, it's big and scary. Um, so I could have a fixed mindset saying like, well, this is it. Like she's doomed. She's never going to get well. And, you know, everything's going to be terrible. Or I can have the growth mindset of like, I believe there are possibilities out there. We're going to chase them down together. We're going to trust God with the results, whether there is healing in that or whether or not, you know, um, I know that whatever happens in that really difficult circumstance, good is going to come out of that. And I have seen a lot of good come out of that because I'm looking for it. That is wonderful. So what we're all praying and hoping is that your expectation for that outcome is going to lead to that beautiful outcome. Scott, how about you? What um, list two ways that having a growth mindset changes your circumstances? Well, I just kind of blended it all together. Okay, to all right, one that's answer. fine. So having the growth mindset, the, the, the mindset of possibility, then creates a feeling of hopefulness in me. And when there's hopefulness, there's movement, which is positive energy. 
that positive energy moves me towards a process of growth. I'm growing. And the more I grow, that transforms my perception. I start to believe that this is possible and that God and I are working together, all things are possible. And that ends up, that shapes my reality. It becomes true. It becomes true. And so the, that process, and imagining God taking my hand all the way through it, I get more and more confident, I get more and more trust. And that's why I say there's nothing that is as important to me as the word growth. Just move, keep moving, keep going. Don't ever, ever, ever give up. Um, don't ever give up hope. Don't ever give up on faith. And, and no matter what I face, no matter how difficult it is, I have hope. I can grow through it. And, and then we're not afraid of life. And fear is the complete enemy of our souls. It's what destroys our hearts. It destroys our confidence. We lose faith in everything. And and, I, and so the opposite of fear to me is love. That there's this amazing, powerful love of God that's going to transform everything. That's why it's such a powerful paradigm shift mm -hmm. to believe that God and I together, co-creating, we got this. The question at the end of this uh, chapter is, what is possible for you? So I want to ask you guys that question. Give, if you each would just one thing that you're believing is possible for you right now. Scott, what's what's possible for you? That um, for this last chapter of my life, God's going to bring me somebody special. And uh, it's going to be the best I've ever known. And it's going to, I need to believe that. I need to believe that it's possible. And expect that, that God is at work on that great desire of my heart. Anna, what's possible for you? That you're trusting and hoping and believing for. Um, I'm trusting and hoping that I'm going to see God showing up for me in ways and in people that I have not necessarily seen before. Um, yeah, that I'm going to learn to ask for help when I need it and let people come alongside um, as they're able yeah. Well, thank you guys for always sharing your lives. Um, you guys lead these groups on a regular basis. Um, I know you guys have even done multiple groups in a day. Um, but I think what makes Restore Small Groups so meaningful and so powerful is that good facilitators like you, they're participants too. And so thank you for living so open-heartedly and so uh, courageously to not only share your own hope but your and your own struggles because I, I really we really see how God works in that in a beautiful way and we can we cannot do this alone so friends thank you for joining us uh, today we'll be back for another episode soon but just know don't try to do this on your own uh, if you do need help there are places that you can find help and find people that will journey with you like restore.